Welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast, brought to you by James Jousey Training, 3D Physiotherapy, and the Mansfield Sports Institute. Gemma, James, and Phil, delivering topical podcasts on fitness, nutrition, health, lifestyle, training, and sports. Hello and welcome to um, a Shot in the Dark podcast um, with uh, James Jousey. Hey James. Hi Phil. We are um, both got our coffees ready and today's episode is about momentum, um, something that uh, James and I as coaches find very, very important with our athletes and um, our people that we work with and help. Um, and and pretty much uh, coming to the conclusion for, for myself that uh, after many years coaching that of course the training programs that we're writing and um, prescribing for our athletes are important but actually finding some momentum for the athletes um, probably is uh, even more important uh, what, what are you thinking what are you thinking buddy how, how, how are you uh, how are you generating momentum with your guys what, what are you doing buddy I think that I think that finding that really small success sometimes is so important um, I think there's a lot of athletes that that, that that throw so much pressure on themselves and and live under that constant um, constant I have to perform in every single training session and I have to perform in every single uh, for yeah I mean sleep I just have to make sure I sleep my right hours or eat my eat my right foods and they live and they're so intense and they're so focused, which of course we want from our athletes, but but also that they when they, they walk around maybe feeling all the time that they're just, just failing just a little bit, you know, because they just always have that goal that's one one kilo or one second uh, per kilometer or one watt or whatever, whatever sport we're talking about. They 
they're always just that little bit behind um, where they want to be, which, which of course, in some respects, we would encourage with our athletes, but also never quite feeling that anything's a success. Um, <coughs> I love the snowball analogy because, because yeah, because finding that, <laughs> just finding some success in their week or in their day or in their training session, for, for me, yeah, perhaps uh, for the risking the wrath of... Um, of you or, or other coaches, but perhaps uh, just toning down the, the the goal setting slightly and and making them feel like today's a success, and not not losing the, the importance of how hard the athlete needs to work, or not losing the importance of the, of the pressure that, that that produces the performances, but at the same time saying, well, how do I get some success out of, out of what I'm doing and generate some momentum? I, I think is a point missed by by a lot of athletes. Yeah, I mean, they're always, they're always just, yeah, they always want to be at 100 miles an hour every single day. And I think with, uh, definitely with CrossFit, which I'm involved in, uh, where the majority of my work comes from, and I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what, um, like the cycling and triathlon world is like for you, but I'm not sure whether this is, uh, like I say, whether this is exclusive to CrossFit or exclusive or it's across all sports but having come from a team sport um, you always had like we're not playing matches every day like you're working your different aspects and some days are easier than, than other days whereas in these in the in the fitness world or what fitness sports like this yeah we like well, I mean, with my guys obviously have easy days and hard days and things but like yeah, people are always pushing the like athletes are always pushing themselves. But then the guys that I've got at the end of the season, like, and I've said, all right, okay, now you've got three weeks off, and everyone's like, I've got three weeks off. Like, I'm not allowed three weeks off. Like, they, they, they can't. In all other sports in the world, all team sports, you have to have an off season. Whereas, I'm not sure whether this is exclusive to CrossFit or whether it's a whether this is you can tell me about the cycling world is, is this a thing in fitness sports people are always because it's a sport of fitness that they never have an off an off button because they're, yeah they're always doing their game yeah. um, and they want to do it all year round um, whereas a, a team athlete playing a sport has is ready for is ready for an off season and will take the off season um Completely, you, yeah. No, I completely that? agree with you, buddy. I think that, that that's exactly it. I mean, I often say to my guys, the lower we come, the higher we can, the higher we can reach, um, and, and and everything from, uh, you know, if I want to jump upwards, I go downwards first, <laughs> and um, and I think yeah. that, that that I I also have that with my guys where you know three weeks off is mandatory each year, um, and it is hard for them. Um, but it's also healthy to miss this sport. It's also healthy to feel like, um, uh, yeah, like uh, I want to get back to it. I want to get going again. And sometimes, you know, taking the toy away from the child makes them want want the toy. <laughs> um, and, and and it's a crucial for, for me. It's a crucial element of of the athletic development is that that motivation. I mean, um, I'm often quoted as saying that. A bad training program followed 100 percent is is better than uh, a fantastic training program sort of half followed or followed with a little bit of um, 
you know, negative feeling or because of the pressure placed upon the athlete by the training program. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of us are, are too precious in following the details of the program. I think it's, I mean, not to be, not let's not go too philosophical on things, but it's the same in life, I think, with... Um, <laughs> with people in, in the work life child fa- family balance there that, that you know they always want to earn a little bit more money or they always want to have a sort of slightly bigger telly or a better car or a bigger house and and and, and, and sometimes just just sort of sitting back and accepting you yeah, but this is where I am now and and, and, and I need to perform at this level um, they, they, for me there's a little bit of an element of well, I'm always working towards something else, so it doesn't matter if I don't perform now because in six months I'm going to be in better form and next there I'll win. And and at what point do we say, hey, you need to win now? Uh, at, the, at the top end, the, the, the guys that are racing in the Olympics or... Um, yeah, or or the big bike races. You know, we have our A races and we have our times. We say, okay, now you need to perform. I've got you know several guys racing uh, Ironman World Championships this year, and and then you say, you know, if there's your day. That's the day you have to perform. But a lot of the other guys that, you know, yeah, but I'm always working towards something and I'm always trying to improve and I'm always trying to get better. Um, so, <clears throat> so I'm not allowed. You know, we've in some respects we've taken the. We've taken the failure away from it, uh, from them, uh, by, by, you know, for me, wrapping them up a little bit in, in the cotton wool and saying, well, you know, um, you can't fail because you can always be better. And we're always working towards something. We're only as good as we can be today. And, and, and so the performance, the, the, the pressure and anxiety becomes on training. And these guys are so good at training, they forget to perform and they forget to to, to produce the goods on, on race day. Um, and so for me, finding the momentum, uh, finding the, the momentum in training and success in training, giving them the confidence to transfer that over to their racing or, or, or to, the, to, to game day. Um, uh, is very very important and, and, uh, and I'm seeing it more and more with the guys that go into race day confident of course it's, it's an obvious point but 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 it's not an obvious point or it's not an easy point to, to get across when, when they live under that pressure um, now I know your seasons are very different to, to our seasons um, you know uh, I've got one extreme to the other with cyclists racing two three four times a week and triathletes racing most, maybe t- t- two times a year um, I'm not sure how it's very difficult. I find it very difficult to find different momentum uh, for the guys in the different sports. What, what what are you finding? Yeah, I mean, we've just gone through the CrossFit Open, which uh, is like five weeks of uh, once a week, once a week training. Uh, well, sorry, once a week testing, basically, which then all goes through to the European region, all based on how well they've done in each of the workouts. So having to keep the guys up there and focused and and um, yeah keep that momentum going over five weeks um, when when we know that the body when the body likes to peak it it peaks for well hopefully peaking for a specific point in time so a weekend or a given day so ensuring that you're kind of keeping the guys up reaching a going towards a peak over such a long prolonged period of time and then them hopefully hitting it at that right time as well is it's, it's interesting and it's good fun I mean uh, I was saying there with what you were saying there about 
um, the guys having to perform now. I know there's there's different um, different ways of uh, in the CrossFit world of uh, way that people are programming. Uh, so some people have a, um, almost like a blueprint uh, blueprint program where everybody follows that program, and then what those guys are doing is those guys are pushing pushing themselves and because at the same time somebody else close by to them is doing exactly the same thing and they're all pushing each other each and every session uh, so they're creating a huge environment of success and hard work and, and things like that and they're, they're getting huge huge success from it obviously where we're talking about momentum there it's then the flip side of that coin is right okay so they're competing every day so where's their where's their off button yeah. like they're, they're living in that snowball cycling at 100 miles an hour every day and how many people can cope with that have they got the stuff like not everybody will be coping with that way of life because what what are the people that are following the program doing you're going to have an athlete at one end who gets out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning has his breakfast strolls down to the gym does his training session has his recovery food, has a sleep, goes into the other one, and then you're going to have athlete at the other end of the spectrum who's following that program, but has had to get up at five o'clock to get the first session of the day in done before they then go and sit at a desk all day, maybe miss their nutritional meals based on board meetings or whatever they've had to do at work, and then they go and then train for three hours at night and only have six hours sleep at night. Like, how, how is their body going to cope with that momentum of training always being the same? Yeah. Um, so that's the one side of the coin. And then you've got kind of the other side where you've then got people on their individual programs, where it's, which is how obviously most of my athletes are on the individual, well, no, not most, all of them are on the individual program. Um, but then they're not, they're, they're not on that competitive they, they don't know what other people are doing. They, they're not sure where they're sitting. And then you've then got that thing of when it all comes together, how do they, how do they perform where, right, okay, now it's actually a pressure situation. Now you're racing against somebody and all your trainings come to this point. So like two opposite sides of the spectrum and both have their, have their merits and then both likewise have their, have their holes. Um, yeah, mate, I think it's, I think it's really, really relevant. I mean, we've we've talked for many years and lambasted the uh, the generic programming world. Um, I know both of both of us have been hugely against the sort of generic uh, one program fits all. Throw a training program out there, and everybody should just follow it. Um, and and I know, <laughs> interestingly enough, we've we've looked at. In another episode, we'll talk about the injuries that creates and how we tackle some of the injuries that creates. Um, but if we're talking about momentum and performance today, we are seeing uh, people in these systems uh, winning things, uh, people in these systems that are uh, are performing very well. And, and and that's the classic example of a bad program followed uh, followed with motivation and momentum and, and drive and having every single time they're in uh, training, they've got five, six, seven, eight other people they're training with, they're competing with, they're being pushed. 
they're being motivated, they feel good, they get direct direct feedback in, in every single session, which is which is crucial to where they are at this current time. They know if they're good, they know if they're bad, they know where they are in relation to everybody else. Um, when they're having a bad day, they have a, a friend next to them to pick them up and to drive them forward. Um, and and there's, there's immense power in that. Um, there's immense um, power in, in feeling part of something and feeling it. And you, you know, you started by talking about that team sport there, but um, making an individual sport a team sport is is very powerful. Um, I know I work very hard with the triathletes and the cyclists to to help them feel as part as much of part of a team, even though they're racing on different teams and, and in a lot of cases racing against each other when Saturday comes, but during the week, feeling that they're sort of supporting each other and helping each other really, for me, helps generate that momentum and and, and, and having people train in the local clubs. Um, and it's, it's, it's a question I ask myself often as a coach, um, when do I write club training <laughs> and take the risk that club training is directly against the what my philosophy for this athlete at that time is um, or what I want that athlete working on but do they just need to go in and train with some other people and have some social and have some some yeah, some, some motivation and, and some markers as to where they are instead of following that individualized. Uh, and of course, I'm always I'm always going to be in the camp of the individualized program. Um, that that is clear. What my my opinion is there on how we should program, but we should also the, the downside of the individualized programming is very much is very much that it is is individual. They are on their own. The the, the only feedback they're getting is the numbers. In your world of the weights they're lifting or the times they're finishing, in my world the watts they're pushing or the speed they're swimming or, or, or running at, um, and and in, in that case, then we have to be even smarter as coaches who are not following the generic model to to find ways to motivate and give feedback uh, to the athletes that that, that are trying to, to 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 develop forwards um, whilst training on their own. Um, think that I think it's, it's a very relevant point very very relevant but uh, Jassy what, what strategies are you using then how are you how are you because you're, you're obviously coaching on the individualized uh, side of things um, how how are you finding that momentum in the guys training what can we say what tactics are how are you tricking the athletes into feeling the success I mean I think uh, I think we both agree um, that an athlete that feels like they're a part of a success or an athlete that feels like they're developing and doing well is is a happier, better athlete. I hope I hope we're past the uh, old school of, um, you know, put your face in the mud and, uh, and then put your face in the mud again and keep it there until everything hurts and screams and then go home again. I think we're, I think we're sort of, everybody's accepted that the, a happy athlete, a motivated, encouraged athlete, a hardworking athlete is a better, is a better athlete than one that's just being, constantly shouted at and they're the sort of military style um athlete i think i think we're all past that so so how are you motivating your guys what 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 are you doing um to to find success in their training and bring them forward have you got any sort of strategies you use across the board or is that individualized as well what what, what are you doing there buddy um i think the big thing is 
that I found really helps the guys mostly is them seeing where they're going seeing seeing where the end goal is and, and kind of leading everything up to that point so when we rather than them seeing so actually breaking the year down basically and saying right at this point this is where we're working then when we get to this the next stage we're going to be focusing on this and so then then seeing the bigger picture because the thing with CrossFit because there's there's so many different elements to it you've got the weightlifting you've got the gymnastics you've got the uh, aerobic uh, aerobic class and then obviously then actually putting it all together and actually doing the, the the game of CrossFit which is obviously blending those things and like people can get so caught up in right oh well my numbers are down at the moment um, or yeah my numbers are down in my weights so or my numbers my gymnastics doesn't feel good at the moment or and all that they can focus on where they are right all the all the athlete can see is where they are right now um so I think when when they know that where they are now is part of the bigger picture as to where they'll be, that helps that helps keep the motivation and keeps keeps the snowball going and without really as many setbacks because they can see, well, oh it's okay because I know that I'm gonna be getting stronger at this point and that's so much closer to my competition and and everything like that. Um so I think that the having conversations with them and, and showing them where they're going is is kind of the bigger keys um, like with that, that seems to be how I help keep the motivation as well as yeah. I say the, the CrossFit world that I, I don't know I was having this conversation with someone the other day um, in terms of yeah individual training is, is the way to go but then but then the team training helps and is that is that an effect of their culture and where they've come from? So, because um, I've got one athlete and he's he's uh, achieved, he's qualified for the European regionals, and he he trains all on his own. But his sport in the past was marathon running, so yeah. he he trained on his his sport was on his own. Whereas the guys that the other guys that um, that are following some of the team, the team like so the the generic programs. Um, uh, where a lot of people are doing it, but they're all from team sports. Yeah. So actually, they're doing well because they're keeping themselves in their environment. So their their momentum's going on because they're happy to be. Uh, they're happy in a group, so that helps them. So because I've got a mix of people and a, a mix of people that have come from those different backgrounds of team sports versus individual sports, I think. What I did coming up to the Open, where most of my athletes were were peaking for the Open, to because that's the the big competition of the year. Like I then started to implement like a team training day, where once a week everyone would do the same workout, and they'd all have to post the times, so that then we kind of brought in the the. Um, the team element, the competition element, and so they could all see where they were and get that kind of get some motivation and some more momentum going forward from there. Um, is what is how 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 I have felt that it's been working best with yeah. with my guys and the guys have actually uh, then requested like once a month T 
team training because they enjoyed it. So it's uh, yeah, it's. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think you've come up with two really good points there, there, there buddy. Which I, if I can, if if I can just respond to to them before I forget them, <laughs> and the, the first one there is the communication with the athletes. I think it's, I, I think an athlete doesn't mind um, that they don't hit a target, or doesn't mind that it doesn't go well if they if it's part of a plan, if it's part of something, if they have the security of. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the classic for us is the um, is the triathlon there. That you know, if we're if we're hitting a bike phase hard at this period, that, that we just have that we just accept that. Perhaps we don't lose anything in the pool or lose anything running, but we don't develop, <laughs> you know, and and that that's accepted and 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 not taking for granted that the athlete, not taking for granted that the athlete. Um, and knows that already, you know, uh, really spelling it out for them that, you know, when we work on that, you know, you have that problem on the bike or that problem in, in your run technique. And, and, and when we work on that, because we don't have more hours in the week than, than we have, the acceptance that that's going down. But if they've, if they've, if that's been communicated from the start and, and, and it's part of a bigger picture and it's part of a plan that, that on this date at this time, it all comes together and you will be in top form and and trust i mean we move move on to to trust in 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 the coach or trust in the in the training provider or or or, or co- yeah whatever whatever we, we we're calling the person who's controlling ultimately in control of your career is it will all come together on this day um, just the basis of a marathon runner there working on the short stuff and not having the distance in the legs you know as soon as we work on the short stuff they start to feel like I'm, I miss the distance and when we work on the distance they start to feel like I miss the short stuff the cycling is the same um, and and it is that we, we, you know a lot of the time as coaches we, we end up then pacifying our athletes by working on everything at the same time and never really improving one thing instead of really being able to identify a weakness in the athlete and saying okay we're going to go on this uh, with the trust that it will come together later on um, and and yeah and, and I, I just think it's really really crucial uh, point that, that you made there of that communication that okay when they phone, I mean, even though we, we've had the conversation, a lot of time they'll phone me and say, "Yeah, but this didn't, this didn't go well on the weekend, or this, this didn't," and then you say, "Yeah, but you know that we've talked about that, <laughs> you know that that that, that, that that we've that we've discussed." Um, yeah, 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 I know. I just wanted to tell you it didn't go well. Yeah, but yeah, but you, we know that's not going well at the moment because we're working on this, um, and and having that. Instead of being in sort of ninety-five percent shape all year round, accepting that sometimes we drop down to ninety percent because I want you to experience as an athlete what a hundred percent feels like. And a lot of the guys, they're so scared to to just drop down off of that ninety-five percent. And and yeah, but ninety-five percent, I can always compete. I can always be top ten, and I can always have a good result. Instead of saying, you know what. The next month, you're not going to have good results because we're working on a, a sort of really specific area of, of your game. Um, and then we're going to get you up to 100% or, or 97% or, or just be better form than, than, than that, than that uh, constant flatline form there. And yeah, I think, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a really, really important part, uh, point that we... That, that, the, the, the communication with the guys that they know what, what what is today's session a part of 
um, is an enormous element of, of keeping the momentum with the guys. Um, it really is. Um, Jazzy, I, I can see we're running a little bit low on time, and I also feel like we're, we're not quite finished with this uh, with this topic. Um, so I oh, think. Sorry, no, it's not, not like us at all. Um, so what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll thank everybody for um, for listening to part one, what is now part one of uh, momentum in athletes, and um, we'll uh, we'll need to find time to record a part two um, shortly. Uh, but thanks for your time, buddy. Um, let's. Um... Right, cheers, Phil. It's been a good morning, good chat thank you everybody for listening um, I've managed to uh, get myself through uh, only one espresso this morning during uh, during our first uh, part of Momentum um, so I'm going to go and pour another cup and see if I can keep Jousey on the line and see if we can get part two recorded for you guys now have a great day thank you for listening to the podcast if you're enjoying the podcast and want to come and join us on our Red Pill Movement Assessors course will be teaching you the biomechanical assessment procedure designed by James Jowsey and Phil Mansfield. There are two dates left this year, the 23rd and 24th of June in whatever it takes, London, which is selling fast, so uh, book up, or the 27th and the 28th of October in Reebok CrossFit Nuremberg. Look forward to seeing you there.